This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. Third and ten, four down territory, of course. Brandy pressure, escapes, and throws with the run. He's intercepted. Gardner Johnson cuts underneath. They've turned Brady over twice. Eight interceptions in these regular season matchups the last two years with the Saints. And the New Orleans Saints are knocking on the door of a headline-grabbing win in Tampa against the Jacks. Welcome on in BetQL Daily, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you here on this Monday morning. Mike Lombardi joins us next hour. A ton of NFL to talk about here after a big weekend. We get Thursday night football. We get Saturday night football. We got Sunday. We get Monday with two games, Tuesday with two games. So we got a lot to get into. We'll look forward to the games to come this week. We'll start looking forward to next week already. Um, and we'll react to a lot from yesterday. Joe, in the world of the NFL, we just heard there the call from Mike Tirico last night. Down go the Bucks. I mean, yesterday was interesting. There were some big surprises, including, and we'll get to the Lions, not just covering against the Cardinals, but being the Cardinals outright. But I got to tell you, last night, after a pretty interesting late slate of games, I didn't see that coming. Like, I just, I didn't see the Saints winning coming. The cover we talked about, we had a guest yep. last week who mentioned the cover. I think you were on the cover as well, and it made sense to me. But I didn't see that coming. Like, man, they really are the kryptonite for Tom Brady. Well, how could you? It doesn't make any sense. Look at some of the numbers that we've seen. Dennis Allen, my goodness, give it up to him. We, we did talk about that throughout the week and especially on Friday. But when I saw the news that Sean Payton was not going to be calling the plays of the Saints, that's when I decided to back off a little bit. I mean, matchup-wise, I understand why people felt there was no way that was going to happen. But, man... Is it Tom Brady at night? Is it just Dennis Allen's defense? Uh, they stopped the run. They stopped the run, and Lattimore shut down Evans again, even before that injury. But the numbers are just staggering that you see. Now, we need to provide context to this. I know the hi history tells us Brady can't do anything. He's 0-4 against that Saints defense in the regular season. The only win was in the playoffs. Evans leaves with an injury. Right. Godwin leaves early with an injury, and the guy that he's been leaning on, I'd say the majority of the season, Leonard Fournette, also left with an injury, and the connection with Gronk just was not there. Another guy he's been leaning on over the last month or so. So there is some context that needs to be provided there. I just kept having this feeling last night, like we've seen this before. Primetime, Brady embarrassed, people laughing at him. Oh, I don't know, last year when Nick Foles beat him at Soldier Field and Brady forgot how many downs there were. Look at their upcoming schedule. They're going to go, even without some of these players, they're going to win these games. Brady's going to get the MVP. 
and the Bucks are going to be just fine. Not not sure if they're going to get the bye. Bucks are fine. I'm not concerned about them. Yeah, they'll probably be okay. Those injuries we have to keep an eye out. But January is a while away now. One thing I'll say, and we'll get to this later on when we talk about the MVP discussion and where we're at right now, because Rodgers obviously made a big jump yesterday, and the whole Jonathan Taylor, what he did on Saturday night to clinch that game. Joe, you know the last time an NFL MVP, a quarterback, was shut out during the regular season? Like his team didn't score a point in the game. MVP quarterback. I do not. I believe the answer is 1969 with Roman Gabriel. Doesn't happen. It's just it's just a weird thing. Like great quarterbacks rarely get shut out, right? So it's just a re- it's a weird thing anyway. But it's just and it was a- an island game. Yes. That, yeah. It w- it was yesterday was odd. The Brady shut out last time was 2006 against the Dolphins. I believe that was Nick Saban. By the way, Nick Saban was the last coach to shut out Tom Brady in 2006. Yeah. So Saints went outright. Lions <laughs> went outright. Texans went outright. And the Jets covered a big number. Yes. Yes, it was a good day for dogs. Some, some, I mean, some really good covers by dogs. It, it was weird. It was one of those days where, okay, the home teams they were six and six against the spread. The favorites were six and six against the spread. But you are right in one sense that it was the key ones. The key ones were good for the house. Packers, the Packers failing to cover was terrific. Every sports book I saw, they were reporting 90% of the bets on Green Bay, 90% of the money on Green Bay. And what did that thing do? That thing knocked out a lot of parlays, a ton of them, uh, just by being so close, even though it looked like Green Bay was going to cover for quite some time. So I think overall the house ended up having a very good day. You had games like Saturday. Let's not forget Saturday. Um, Patriots were the public team. The sharp side was the Colts. The Colts win a terrific start for them. So it's the kind of wins. I mean, we know where the money was last night with the public in that Island game. They're betting on Tom Brady at home where he's dominated all season against uh, Taysom Hill, 100% of the time. So specific underdogs coming through. Very good for the house. Um, wow. Is it fade Cliff Kingsbury time? We talked about this a month ago, how he fades at the end of seasons. And look at what we've just witnessed in the last seven days. Yeah, I, I think it is. It's also fade. I mean, way fade Kyler Murray. We said it last Tuesday morning. He's done in the MVP discussion. He was poor oh, yeah. again yesterday. I mean, he was poor. And his body language again. I saw it again yesterday. When he when AJ Green didn't come back to the ball in the interception, he's pouting, throwing his arms. I just, I mean, that's small potatoes compared to their losing to the Lions. But it's just things are going in the wrong direction for the Arizona Cardinals. Right, before we get to the Ravens thing, because that once again caused a big discussion, big thing the way that game ended how'd you <laughs> yeah. how'd you guys do yesterday 2-0 in the contests so far with three to go yeah it's weird we got three games to go here on monday morning right. so i i'm trying to be careful i don't want to be a braggart but i had the best nfl weekend that i've had since week one or two remember week one we went five and oh in the contest yeah. we do went yep. four and one um as far as just sides and totals i didn't get a bet wrong this week <laughs> so there we go it was and props too so i'm a little dicey heading into monday or tuesday but big on the colts i couldn't convince paul on that one for the contest uh so so the colts was good um you know of course we had detroit we had we had detroit and buffalo in the contest uh james robinson anytime touchdown for even money like i had it i took it too such a lot yeah such a lot uh credit to horvey he said, take Aaron Jones over 37 and a half. That hit early. He said, take A.J. Dillon to score an anytime touchdown. That was two to one. Uh, so that that one hit. That was a nice price. Uh, 
I, I was mad about one thing. One round robin did not hit. We will get to that when we when we go to jail, when we throw some people okay. in jail. But uh, my biggest hit, and I don't normally do this, was a uh, three-team teaser I did right before the games kicked off. It was Cincinnati plus nine, San Francisco minus two and a half. Those were easy. The sweat was Tennessee plus seven and a half. But but uh, that hit, and that was plus one sixty. I went heavy on that one. So, I mean, I thought those three teasers. The way things ended up with the low totals and cutting mm-hmm. through those key numbers, that one was obvious. So I think it's interesting yesterday. So I did well on teasers. Uh, I was wrong on the on the Patriots. That that cost me yeah. two teasers. And I thought I had it. I thought I had it at the end because when they cut it to yeah. three, I'm like, all right. Either they get the ball back, they get stopped or whatever. And then John the Taylor runs for touchdown. So I lost the teaser there on the Patriots. I was on the Bengals. I actually took the Packers when it was at six and a half mm-hmm. early in the week. So I got it down to a half. I think yesterday – Perfect yesterday, if, if you did teasers yesterday or this past week, it's when you got them, right? Because the line movement was insane all week. Like, if you were on the Packers yesterday you teased them down, you lost because yep. they won by one. So yep. I, I think the timing was big uh, when you got these bets in over the weekend. I think I think something we're following up there, and we've addressed it in the past, but people miss it from time to time. For a long time, I've always heard – that when you tease the NFL, what you should do is you should wait until Sunday morning. You have all the information. That's the sharpest line. I got to tell you, Joe G, every single week we have examples of teasers that we talk about that make sense earlier in the week. And mm-hmm. if you do it the day of the game, if you're teasing down the Packers, I, I'm, I know there are multiple examples that we can come up with. It just doesn't, doesn't pay off. But if you did it earlier in the week before the movement – uh, it ended up working out for you. I, I've seen that a bunch, so I don't think there's any hard and fast rule that you have to only tease later in the week. I, I see people that actually are pretty profitable teasing early in the week. I know Paul does it all the time. Yeah, it's a guessing game, right? It could, it could go the wrong direction. You could miss something. Yeah. It, could, it could be wrong for you, but or you could hit it. I mean, but I, I tend, tend to agree. I think the best numbers are early when it comes to teasing. All right, let's talk about that Packers situation. They win yesterday, thirty-one thirty. Let's hear how the uh, game effectively ended. The Ravens going for two to try to win. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Huntley, pass is broken up. Packers make the play defensively. Stokes was there for Green Bay. And the Packers still lead by one. So this is the second time now in three weeks John Harbaugh has done this exact thing. They are down. Mm -hmm. They get the touchdown. The extra point could probably send the game to overtime. Though yesterday there was more time. Like the game in Pittsburgh, that game was going to overtime if they scored there. I don't think there was enough time to, to move that needle. 
Yesterday, there was probably enough time for Aaron Rodgers if he needed to, to try to get in field goal range. Harbaugh decides to go for it. Now, here's, here's the difference in the situation. In Pittsburgh, two things were different. One, he was out of defensive backs. And, and I think we all kind of understood, all right, he's kind of, he can't get through overtime here. Also, he had Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. Yesterday, he, it's, I mean, he's still banged up his team, but it's not as dire, right? They're not losing players left and right in the game. He's got his team out there. And it's mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley, at quarterback, who, by the way, continues to look like he could play in the NFL. He's not a bad backup quarterback. I'll take goes, him. <laughs> sure. I mean, he played well. That, that's the first time I really noticed him against the Bears. I was like, he's not mm-hmm. terrible. So he goes for yesterday again, and he loses again. And now this, we're, we're back to where we were Thursday, right? The Brandon Staley thing, where it's, it's, the, it's the entire point of the conversation of the game. It's just about that play. I thought this one was more dicey than the one against the Steelers. Like, I understood what he was doing against the Steelers. It was almost no choice with his defensive backs. Yesterday, there was a choice. I mean, he he just wanted to win the game there. That was his choice. Well, he still doesn't have those defensive backs. Right, but he, but he wasn't down the players he came in the game with. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't. Sure. He could have fielded a defense to finish the game. There's also, it's so funny to me, and we have some big-time examples all weekend long. And you mentioned Thursday, and I think you need to bring Saturday in the equation as well. Belichick. And you and you mentioned Rodgers. Well, Frank Reich. Well, you met you mentioned the Rodgers angle. And in that Steelers game, the other side arguing if you're going to argue against it, you'd say, "Well, you're going against Ben Roethlisberger." Right. Too. Like that that was the big thing to me. And so it's just funny how people pick and choose their arguments. So on Thursday, it was Staley's an idiot. He's a moron. What the hell is he doing? All this stuff. Is he chasing? All that. And you can come back and say Mahomes on the other side. And I think you could say the same thing yesterday with Rodgers on the other side. Nobody was saying a damn thing on Saturday when Frank Reich was going for it again and again and again. Why? Because they were converting many times with the, with the Wentz rushes right behind the left guard. We saw it time and time again. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's giving any credit. It's one of these things, Joe G. It's all about the results. And we talked about this on Friday morning. When you have the results in hand, the argument's easy. And and you don't hear much from that side that hates the, the word analytics and hates math coming into their game and how these are humans and all this stuff. Those people that get very mad about it, they were not talking on Saturday. When it worked, when they shut down, I, I you know, I didn't I know it was close at the end. But it was it really? Was it really? That was a lot of domination by Indy throughout much of that contest on Saturday night. It's just annoying to me that nobody's fair about it. But hey, this is sports chatter. This is what some of us do. We're, we're going to pick and choose our arguments. Hey, I'm going to be right on this one, so I'm going to bring that one up again and not not point out the times I'm wrong. Kind of like sports gambling Twitter. Yes, right. You only point out when you win, <laughs> not when you lose. I yes. I will say this, and you you said it in there. I think you're right for the average fan. They don't care what goes into the decision. They care if it's right or wrong, right? That's how yeah. coaches are judged, right or wrong, win or loss. It's it's a, it's a pass or fail type of thing. And I think it works the other way too. For example, it, let's say Harbaugh goes for the extra point. Let's say Reich d- punts on fourth down. No, I don't think they're really getting ripped today, even if they made the wrong decision if they won, right? It's all about the result. Like, I, I'm with you. Frank Reich made the right decision Saturday. If he had punted and the Colts still won the game, you think he's getting ripped today? I don't think he is. I think the other part, the other part though, Joe, is that um, I I think if these coaches for the, for the, I'm speaking for the majority, 
Right. I think a, a lot of these coaches, if they go along with what we've watched our entire lives growing up watching football, I think people would be okay with it. I mean, Matt Nagy got caught some criticism for not going for it on fourth and short. Okay. Okay. But it wasn't like overwhelming like you're going to see today with Harbaugh like we saw on Friday with Staley. Yeah, I do think Harbaugh probably would get it. Staley gets it worse because he's the new kid on the block. And it seems like he's like, I think people, I like Staley, but doesn't he come across and them as like, I know what I'm doing. I got this. And he's never done it yet. Right. He's, he's coached one year in the NFL. Yeah. Like Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. Harbaugh's been around. Like Harbaugh's won with two different kinds of quarterbacks. I feel like he gets the benefit of that. Like, all right. That was risky, but I don't know. John Harbaugh is really good. We'll leave him alone. But Staley. I don't know. Two times in three weeks. I think it's today's going to be rough for him. Well, it might be. Uh, it might be. I just, it's interesting he did it with a backup quarterback. Like, it showed, he just wanted to win the game right there. It showed trust. I mean, it, it showed a lot of trust in Huntley. Also, he didn't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. That's the part we probably need to spend more time yeah. on. What was the probability that Rodgers with 42 seconds left is going to put his team in position to score? I think it's likely. <laughs> I think it's oh, likely. Oh, me too. Yeah, I agree. Now, now he could have done that even if they had the lead, right? It wouldn't have really changed it. If they get a field goal, they get a field goal. It's just a matter of, of how the game went and the pressure that would have went on them. A lot to get into. We got games tonight. Two of them coming up. We'll break both of them down. The Raiders and the Browns. And, of course, the Vikings. And now a depleted Bears team. What is going on here? We'll give you the update. Who's playing? Who's not? What are the lines right now? Joe O, Joe G. BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook.